Hey everybody, welcome back to We're Not Scott and Cassie Lang, but we do have a father-daughter podcast about the MCU, and today we are talking about Thor 1. Thor 1. I like it. I like that you went Thor 1, because there have been some times where in prepping for this podcast, I'm searching stuff on Google, and anytime you search for anything related to Thor, you just get Ragnarok, Love and Thunder, dark world like all these things and they needed to have a designation and so i love that you went there thor one i feel like when i say thor i'm talking about like the character especially because like no one really says like thor odinson like you just say thor so like thor means the guy thor one is the movie but it is technically thor exciting super Uh, exciting and are you especially excited since we release our episodes on thursdays thor's thursdays (laughs) so many people have definitely made that joke before (laughs) Uh, yes that's such a good point it's when you're listening to this (laughs) what a good point (laughs) what is it really a good point? I'm not sure about that. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many people are actually listening to this on Thursday when it drops. I don't know if right. you guys are waiting with that much anticipation. But if you are, 10 gold stars. Mm-hmm. 10, 10, what, what, 10 Asgardian coins. I don't know. I like it. I don't know what currency they have. I forget if I know. I'm sure they got coins. Yeah. Yeah. They got gold. I think there's like a bit in Ragnarok about that. I can't remember what it is right now. Hmm. Whatever. Yeah, we're talking about Thor today. Um, But before we jump into that, let's talk MCU Monthly, which should be brief because as far as I'm aware, not much has happened. Um, Kind of on subject of what we're talking about a little bit today they did change um i think it was on disney plus like loki season two has like a a title card or something and they it said that for a while it was saying like august 2023 and now it just says like coming soon oh don't do that guys i know i know so it's not gonna be earlier yeah oh Hopefully that doesn't mean anything. I don't know. But I remember them doing that for something with the Mandalorian. And that's when Mando got delayed. So I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens with that. But hopefully it's like still within the year. That would be great. I don't know. We'll see. But if it means they're taking their time. Post-production. Putting things together. Pretty sure they've wrapped shooting by now. But like if they're taking their time to tie it all together, give those VFX artists the time that they need to really work on everything, which is something that they've been criticized a lot for lately, is pushing their VFX artists literally oh, okay. the bone. Yeah, they're kind of terrible right now. Do you feel like that's shown up in the quality, or is it I just do. like a bad working environment? It's both, okay. yeah. I think I do think people complain a little bit too much about 
the special effects in Marvel these days, like, it's like, okay, calm down. Like, that was one bad scene, and then look at, like, all this other amazing stuff that they did. But, like, also, yeah, sometimes it it does really not look good, and I think yeah. that it's there. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a secret. Like, they are... There's a certain amount of VFX workers in the industry, and they're just like working them to the bone. So, okay. it's it's pretty it's pretty bad. <laughs> so, would you, for somebody who's getting a little uppity about um, their their feelings on Marvel VFX, like mm-hmm. they've got a beef, would you prescribe to them to go back and watch The Incredible Hulk and just mm-hmm. kind of feel better about the yeah. current state of things? Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> Just hey. watch the Incredible Hulk, and you'll feel better about yourself, even though you're being <laughs> overworked and underpaid. <laughs> so, related to um, that news, yeah, uh, I I did notice that the longtime head of Marvel Studios VFX, Victoria mm-hmm. Alonso, she quit recently. Oh, she did. did? You know about that? Yeah, I did not see that. Yeah, I saw it in the what? news in my little feed. I actually get a little bit of MCU news, believe it or not. I don't get it all from you. Wow. And, uh, yeah, after 17 years. So that means that she was around for Iron Man, Thor, like yeah. we're reviewing today. She's OG. Uh, but it's not like, I don't think controversial or anything like that. I think it was just time to move on. She's been doing it for a long time. Tired, wow. you know, kind of thing. But man, I mean, she's gotten us into phase five yeah pretty pretty wild like she's gonna be on the credits for guardians three and all that so yeah she's the boss but she's moving on she's really cool that's a bummer that she's not there anymore i wonder why yeah i'm looking at the articles it looks like they're not giving any official reason right now so man Rip Victoria, you were a real one. <laughs> Not that she's dead, but you know, <laughs> we'll miss her. <laughs> In memoriam. In memoriam, Victoria Alonso. Very cool. Um. Any other news? Yeah. Not really that I know. I don't think. Okay. Yeah. And what do we got? So this is April release, mm-hmm. um, and. So, like, looking forward, we've just, uh, Guardians 3, that's yeah. next month, right? Yeah, I think this will drop on the same day that Guardians kind of comes out. I thought that was May. Or, no, sorry, the next episode. Got it. I'm so, gonna, when we yeah. do, what's what's after this? Are we going Avengers. Thor 2? I think it's Avengers. Avengers? Okay, got yeah. it. So, our Avengers episode will drop our Guardians of the Galaxy 3 soft release date. Not official release date, but that that Thursday early, early release moment. So, okay, I'm gonna kind of fun, kind of crazy. Not our Guardians episode. If we started a little bit earlier, we might have been able to make it the Guardians one episode coinciding with the Guardians three release. Oh, that would have been fun. Yeah, we didn't think that far in advance. I don't think they had a release date out when we decided to start doing this even. So. But we might have had a lot of people that are coming in for a hot take on Guardians 3, only to be disappointed that all it is is Guardians 1. True. That's a great point. And, you know, that's when 
struggling to draw a connection. Thanos comes in technically in Avengers One. Okay. So Gamora Nebula's dad. There's a really loose little connection <laughs> that I can draw. I think that's the most I can make of it. But yeah. All right. Yeah. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. All right. So no other news. I don't think so. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yep, that's a that's a recap for what's going on. Do you want to recap Thor for us? I'll or... give it my best effort. I'll tell you what, we're flying all over the place in yeah, this movie. Literally. Literally. By <laughs> frosting everywhere. By frost. So the movie starts in the rural desert area of New Mexico, where Thor's hammer we saw at the was it at the end of Hulk that we got that little scene or was it the end of iron man 2 that we got that scene Ooh. we've already seen new mexico and thor's hammer drop and i think end of being was like, the, we found it yeah yeah um, was the one with ross yeah so yeah. it starts out there there's storm chasing something's going on but then it flashes to this huge backstory from 965 AD when Odin, king of Asgard, much younger looking Odin, thousand years yeah. earlier, and he's looking good. He's got both eyes in yeah. working order. He's waging war against the frost giants of Jotunheim. Mm-hmm. Did I nail that or what? Yep, you yeah, did. Because it's spelled Jotun. but it's Jotunheim Mm -hmm. uh, and their leader Laufey so the frost giant king Laufey they're warring over the nine realms and they're starting with earth which is in the nine realms the Asgardian warriors defeat the frost giants in Tonsberg Norway and seize the source of their power the casket of ancient winters which by the stinking way that is not the tesseract no and i have been thinking the whole time (laughs) that we've been having this podcast the tesseract the tesseract and i know it shows up in the little scene at the end with selvig Mm -hmm. and nick fury Mm -hmm. but every time i've ever seen thor i thought that's the tesseract right they just put in a little box nope not the tesseract with you casket of ancient winters it's pretty dumb casts the same beautiful blue hue and has a lot of the same powers and abilities pretty much the same yeah but not the not an infinity stone yeah <laughs> so i learned something today yeah you know really when clears someone, it up because you're yeah, like when, wasn't that in the ocean or something yeah. <laughs> like, you know how every once in a while someone will ask you like a deep the deep question will they say well where they will say when was the last time you changed your mind and it's kind of like a like a way to say like are you an open minded person my answer now is going to be i changed my mind about what that blue thing is i thought it was the tesseract mm-hmm. it's the casket of ancient winners that feels more like you've been enlightened like you didn't change your mind you just yeah that's true sorry realize the truth <laughs> okay i'm going to make a little note here to delete this part of the podcast Okay, in the present, though, so we're back to modern times, Mm -hmm. Odin's son Thor prepares to ascend to the throne of Asgard, but is interrupted when the frost giants, literally right before he says, you're king, he says, the the frost giants come in, secretly allowed in, we discover later, by his brother Loki, 
and they attempt to retrieve the casket. Against Odin's order, Thor, Thor goes full savage mode. He's scorched earth policy. He's going to destroy everyone and everything, uh, even though that's not what Odin wants. And so he goes to the frost giant's home of Jotunheim to destroy everybody, confront Laufey. Loki goes with him. Sif goes with him. The Warriors 3 go with him. You might remember the Warriors 3 if you're just listening to it. You got like the full-size man look, but he looks like a like a, a dwarf from Lord of the Rings. Then you've got the kind of like, I don't know, nondescript kind of character. And then there's one guy that looks like he's straight out of the Three Musketeers. He's got one of those curly oh, yeah. mustaches and everything. Yeah, He's so evil looking to me every yeah. time. But then they recast him with Zachary Levi in the second movie, which is oh, really random. Okay. Yeah. Didn't know. Learned that as well. Now, yeah. the next time someone says, when was the last time you changed your mind, it'll be about that. Yep. And like, Okay. So they fight. Uh, they battle. You might remember there's the whole thing where they're like, they're going to walk away. Everybody's going to walk away calmly. And then mm. the frost giant, Laufey, is like, run away, little princess. And it's like, Loki's like, oh, snap, you did it, you did it. And they have a crazy battle. Uh, There's some parts in there I really like. uh, But Odin has to come and save the day. He he Mm -hmm. comes in. I remember Thor is like, Daddy, you're here. We're going to fight together. It's all my dreams come true. Let's have a catch, Dad. And Odin's like, that's not what's happening here, bro. Mystery. I'm here to keep the peace. I'm not here to destroy the frost giants. So, uh, Mjolnir, mm-hmm. the yep. hammer, is taken away from Thor after a little argument with his dad. And he is stripped nice. of his powers and he is thrown to Earth in New Mexico, where astrophysicist Dr. Jane Foster and her assistant Darcy Lewis and mentor Dr. Eric Selvig find him out in the wilderness. Uh, The local populace at the same time, they find Mjolnir, the hammer, and everybody's trying to pull it out of the ground. You remember that? They got like the pickup trucks, everybody. Yeah, that's awesome. That's just a great, (laughs) great scene. Yeah. And uh, nobody can get it out. They set up a whole canopy shield does all around it. They're investigating it. Thor discovers where it is, tries to go retrieve it, but he is unable to lift it and is captured. Little Hawkeye uh, moment there. He's got his arrow uh, drawn on Thor. Uh, And uh, Selvig helps set him free, gets him out, and he just resigns himself to be an exile on earth and uh, starts to get to know Jane a little bit. Loki shield stole all of Jane's equipment. Uh, let's see. Cause like we got a Jane subplot going on as well. Yeah. They did that. She's did been do that before that moment. Yeah. That's why she took him to go to the thing. Oh yes. You're right. Like, yeah. Yeah. You're if right. I help you, he was like, I'll help you get your stuff back. That's right. When he sees the hammer, mm-hmm. Coulson goes to the offices of Foster, takes all her equipment, her, even her binder. And I love she's fighting it. She's a little yeah. feisty. She's like, hold me back, man. Hold me back. <laughs> yep. Okay. So then, iPod. so they got nothing mm-hmm. except they got Loki. They got uh, Thor now. <laughs> but 
Meanwhile, back in Asgard, Loki discovers that he is actually Laufey's biological son. He's a stinking frost giant. He's a frost giant. Yeah. Uh, at least according to Odin. I don't know how much I believe Odin. Can't trust the guy. Yeah. Uh, Loki confronts Odin, who falls into Odin's sleep. Mm -hmm. I'm going to refer to my <laughs> sleeps <laughs> as Nate sleeps. Not just like Nate, it's the Nate sleep. The Nate sleep. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, and he's doing that to recover his strength. That's a little confusing. We can talk about that later. Lodi, Loki takes the throne in Odin's stead and offers Laufey the chance to kill Odin and retrieve the casket. Mm -hmm. So Sif and the Warriors Three, they don't like what Loki's doing. So they decide to go to Earth and try to rescue um, Thor. Mm -hmm. And so they get Heimdall, the gatekeeper of the Bifrost, also known as the Rainbow Road from Mario Kart, mm -hmm. to let them go to Earth. He does. And uh, Loki is upset about it, so he sends the Destroyer, this crazy, I don't know, Automaton robot, yeah, who blasts a furnace of fire out of his face. Um, and there's a huge battle. The warriors find Thor, but the Destroyers wreaking havoc. They have a huge battle. Uh, but Thor um, basically sacrifices himself. And that's when he is considered worthy again to hold Mjolnir. And so the hammer returns to him and he starts, he just destroys the robot. Back in Asgard, Loki betrays and kills Laufey. So he makes a deal for Laufey, the, uh, the frost giant, to come in and kill Odin. And at the last second, Loki kills Laufey, his dad, his biological dad, Classic. to save his adopted father classic thor gets there and loki reveals his plan to destroy jodenheim and with the bifrost bridge thor fights loki because now it's like a role reversal thor's like we can't be going around killing people man i learned my lesson you yeah. gotta learn my lesson now and this is a classic thing that human beings do we think that just because i learned something you must have learned it already or you must you're dumb yeah but uh, loki just hasn't gotten there yet he's still yeah. evolving as a person did he ever get there? That's to be debated. I think <laughs> we're still finding out. Yeah, true. This August, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and so Thor and Loki fight on the Bifrost Bridge, and Thor destroys the bridge. Odin awakens and prevents the brothers from falling into the abyss that they created with the bridge's destruction, but Loki allows himself to fall when Odin rejects his pleas for approval, he's like, dad, if you don't love me, I'm going to fall into this endless bottomless pit. Either tell me you love me or I'm going to let go and die. And Odin's like, sorry, bro. Uh, so Loki ends up falling into a wormhole and arrives at earth. Thor makes amends with Odin, admitting he's not ready to be king, which is really what makes him ready to be king. If you know what I mean? Right. Meanwhile, on Earth, Foster and her team search for a way to open a portal to Asgard. And it's like a big deal. Thor and Jane are separated. They had a big smooch right at the after the big battle. They did. Uh, 
And then in a post-credits scene, Selvig is taken to S.H.I.E.L.D. facility where Nick Fury opens a briefcase and asks him to study a mysterious cube-shaped object, not to be confused with the casket of ancient winners, which is the exact same color and can do the exact same things, yep. uh, which Fury says may hold untold power. Mm -hmm. And uh, an invisible Loki is there whispering in a Selvig's ear to say, I agree, I'm in. That's Thor, 2011. Nice. Very cool. Thank you. I like this movie. It's my least favorite Thor movie. But that doesn't mean I don't enjoy watching it. And I had a great time watching it before we watched this, or before we started recording. I'm 100% with you. Yeah. I came in here ready, not to battle you, but just to say, like, I'm holding my ground. Yeah. I feel like everything is supposed to, I, I'm supposed to say, eh, not the best. Yeah. Eh, not yeah. so great. But I was straight up down yeah. for this movie. Yeah. Like, it's, it's fun. we do a thing where we're trying to have, like, worst lines. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm struggling, man, because I oh. feel like there are so many good lines. Oh, that one's easy for me in this movie, okay. but it's part of the fun. Yeah. It's part of the fun. Yeah. I. It's like, I don't think it's like the best movie ever made or anything, but like, I have a good time watching it and it's just, yeah, it's just, it's like entertaining and goofy and cool. Good yeah. world building. It's just, it's just a fun movie. I'm glad you said that about the world building because that was... You know, we're watching in like timeline order. Yeah. And so I guess in timeline order, we have kind of gotten other worlds in mm -hmm. Captain Marvel, right? Because mm -hmm. she right. goes to outer space and we have Rodin, right? And that is that the guy who's Rodin? the bad Ro Ronin? Yeah. yeah. The bad guy. Yeah. But we don't really go to his planet or anything no we just see like hollow where the kree are and right okay all that yeah but it's in release date this was like the first time that we're not in like new york that's so or true. la right yeah where it's like and uh asgard's awesome yeah when it first rolled up on the screen i was thinking of thor love and thunder and the new asgard mm -hmm. and i was like oh those poor new asgardians <laughs> It's terrible. So true. To what a downer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that was cool. Yeah. World building. I was like, man, the VFX were like gorgeous in the Asgard scenes. I was like, this was 2011. Like this was really beautiful. Yeah. There were some like really like wide shots, like where they're like walking across the the Rainbow Bridge to get to Heimdall and they were like super like pulled back wide shots and you could just see like the full bridge and like the galaxy on one side and like the golden palace on the other. Yes. Like this is like really incredible. <laughs> like, yes. Incredible. Like however they came up with this yeah. is the way it's going to look. Yeah. You know, like I would be so proud if yeah. I worked on that project because totally. it just, yeah, it's pretty stunning. Yeah. And the way they imagined Asgard, like all, and they do like the aerial scenes where you could mm -hmm. see like all the little walkways yeah. and streets and 
then there was like that one building that was like floating in the air like yeah. a cylinder like it was uh yeah it was pretty cool at first yeah. i was i thought do i really like that it's like all this gold but it was just cool it works yeah mm -hmm. and it's a good like consistent element because taika didn't really change it that much when he did like ragnarok and stuff for sure so it kind of like feels sometimes like the one thing that ties all the thor movies well i guess besides love and thunder because it's destroyed by then but like at least the first three thor movies together is like asgard's like look and like that like constant aesthetic of like the rainbow bridge yeah big portal thing and like the bifrost that's a good point yeah because thor cool. changes a lot as mm -hmm. he should he and just the visuals in general change a lot and a lot of the locations change but when they do go back to asgard it's very similar and similarly costumed and all that so hmm. i like that it's like a it's a constant what did you think of the frost giants as the villains in this movie kind of weak I don't know. I, don't, so? I, wouldn't, I wouldn't consider them the full villains. When I think of this movie, I think of Loki as the villain, even though he's a complex villain, obviously. He always is. But I always forget the Frost Giants are in this. So yeah. <laughs> That kind of feels like the case with most of the Thor movies. I'm trying to... I guess Hell is a pretty distinguished bad guy. And so is Gore. But in the first two, it's like the frost giants are like the dark elves but you don't really like remember they're not very memorable either of those mm -hmm. guys so loki really kind of steals the show in my opinion for sure and the frost giants are hard to tell apart from each other uh -huh. as well yeah that makes it difficult they're just dark like that dark like that blue too. yeah did you so when when in the beginning when thor's coronation is interrupted by the frost giant invasion yeah. and then thor flips out yeah. and decides to go to jotunheim to just wreck shop and they start having the battle and one of the warriors three gets touched and he's like don't let them touch you because his like arm started burning mm -hmm. and then it flashes immediately to loki getting touched yeah and he's revealed to be a frost giant right in that moment when you saw that originally did you know that that's what had happened because i was just confused in yeah thinking, oh he yeah it, he got hurt too but why does he look like a frost giant now i don't really remember i don't even remember what i knew going into this movie when i saw it for the first okay. time i might have already known that he was a frost giant so i really don't remember but okay. yeah it's not super clear yeah what were some other uh scenes that you liked or other things you liked about the movie mm, what did i love i fun fact about me i think Odin is like my least favorite Marvel character of every Marvel character. Oh, really? Like, Do tell. I hate okay. Odin. He's just so garbage. I just because you know me, I gotta have like a strong hatred for something in one of these movies. <laughs> so <laughs> today it's Odin. Odin wins the award. <laughs> yeah, Odin wins. Um, 
but I always have. He's just so, like, I think I have a thing against, I don't like when, like, characters are supposed to be, like, the wise old man, but, like, a lot of their advice just feels like it's, like, nonsense, and it's just, like, this is not helpful in any way. Like, what are you doing? So Odin's kind of like that, but, like, worse. Like, because he's just, like, straight up lying to his kids all the time just to, like, be manipulative and then, like, get his way. And, like, straight up. Yeah. But then what kills me is it's, like, they, they don't ever, like, portray him that way. And Thor and Loki never view him that way. They're never, like, he was a bad person. Like, he's straight up doing all these terrible things to them. And then, like, the movies always, like, portray him as, like, this really wise, good leader. And it's, mm. like, no, he's, like horrible he's the worst he's really annoying too i don't know i, just, I mean not that scene thing. where it's little thor and little loki yeah and he's telling them like only one of you can yeah. be king and he's pitting them against each uh-huh. other i mean that is terrible All messed up like you that were the one who terrible. stole that random baby in the first place like you this wouldn't even be a problem if you hadn't <laughs> taken that baby for yourself so bad i know and anthony hopkins just cracks me up because i'm like this guy's like oscar award-winning like very famous serious like act like hannibal lecter is playing (laughs) exactly dad just so random (laughs) yeah it's interesting that you say that because i i kind of liked him but uh like as a character or like anthony hopkins performance as a character okay uh at first glance because it's just i think like his um his performance is so good yeah but then when i think about like as a character did i like him like no he's kind of a rotten dude and you just keep watching i mean like so Mm -hmm. dumb in ragnarok he's like I'm going to die. And by the way, I'm just telling you right now that as soon as I die, your evil sister, who is literally the embodiment goddess of death, is going to come and destroy everything. Bye. And then he just dies and, like, leaves them and doesn't, like, share anything. And then in Ragnarok, you find out, like, he did all these terrible things and was, like, controlling all the nine realms and, like, rule and, like, doing, like, terrible things. And, like, Hela tells us all this. Like, just... What a liar. He just he just covers up all his bad things that he does all the time and just yeah. like all these sleazy things and then everyone acts like he's like this golden guy. But here's the thing, you know, when you're living for thousands of years, uh-huh. there's bound to be some rough patches. In I there, guess. But know? Ragnarok got destroyed, man. Or Asgard got destroyed. Yeah. I'm a little annoying. Um, now they have to live in wherever they live in norway i do have to say the odin sleep it it's confused me yeah let's talk about the movie yeah yeah i i had to kind of like look it up later to figure out like what is happening because you feel the whole movie like oh his life is in jeopardy like he might die so this is like a struggle to see like if he fully dies then who is going to be the king Thor or Loki. Yep. We come to discover Odin's sleep is just a regular He's thing. Taking a nap. Yeah. Yeah. Odin has to build up his Odin powers <laughs> and he does it with this 
golden dome nap. It's amazing. Yeah. No, I was I googled it too because I was like, am I like missing something? Like, is this like one thing that I just like never understood? And it's like, like a a thing, and like it's like in like Norse mythology or something like that. No, this is this is direct from Google. This is what it says about the Odin sleep. Are you ready? It says the Odin sleep was a state of sleep, a state of deep sleep that Odin periodically entered to recharge the capital O Odin force, the magical energy. <laughs> That gave him his power. <laughs> so that's what it is. Man. So he has like Odin sleep, capital O, all one word, no space. Odin yeah. sleep. Yeah. Trademark. TM. TM. <laughs> to recharge the Odin force, capital TM. O, no space, TM. <laughs> like, <laughs> it seems a little lazy. I'm not gonna lie. It's a it's an easy way to get him out of the picture, but right. <laughs> they're like, well, don't worry, guys. He just has to take his mandated nap. Yeah, so, I mean, doctors recommend yeah seven to nine hours yeah of sleep each night for You're the average home. adult. Odin, it's different. <laughs> seven to nine. I don't know days every. Yep millennia mm -hmm. I, I, how does it work for this i don't guy? know it's just it doesn't say like how often this happens or like anything like that it just and they're acting like he's dying that's yeah. the thing nobody like uh frigga is not like yeah well, you know like your dad will be back i'm planning a little trip you yeah. know whatever it'll take a week and he'll be back to good as gold she's like it feels as if she is in mourning yes so is everyone in asgard supposed to act like odin is dead during his nap yeah. that's so weird we can do. you imagine if growing up every time i was like hey guys i'm gonna go take a 20 minute nap and while i'm asleep yeah. i want you guys to act as if i have just died or am on the brink of death yeah and, but don't worry i'll wake up and my powers will be restored once yeah. i'm done with the nate sleep that's how we acted actually every time you take a nap. You just didn't know because you were asleep. <laughs> I shouldn't have asked. Yeah. No, because then I'm glad you looked that up. Yeah, because then like the 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 Warriors Three or whatever, they come back to Earth and Thor's like, My dad is dead, and they're like, No, don't worry, it's just the Odin sleep, and they're all chill about it. Yeah, they know about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so weird. So weird. Yeah, that yeah. was that was kind of an odd one. A little iffy. Yeah. yeah, but it just makes me laugh every single time. Like, I just think it's so funny that, like, it, it's never bothered me like a ton because I just think it's hilarious. Like, yeah, okay, the Odin sleep, yeah, Odin sleep. I like it. Oh, great. One of my favorite parts of the movie was when he on Jotunheim during the battle in the opening at the beginning mm -hmm. when Thor gets Mjolnir and straight up flies through that monster's face yeah <laughs> that was a cool way to kill a monster pretty i like that one yeah thor flying through stuff is pretty iconic it's a classic yeah. move for it's him. a good it's yeah. a good move yeah he's got a lot of moves that are like game over moves yeah and it's it just kind of shows you that He's a guy who just likes to rumble. Yeah. Because he doesn't bust out his game over moves until he True. really has to. 
Yeah. You're just like, I'm down to mess around with you for a little bit. Yeah. Throw me around if you have to. Mm-hmm. But if my back's up against the wall, I'm busting out this hammer. Yeah. I'm doing something crazy with it. Yeah. I honestly, like, I mean, this is probably everybody's, like, or I guess I don't want to say everybody, but a lot of people's least favorite iteration of Thor as a character. Because he's definitely, like, the most annoying in this movie. Mm-hmm. And people have complained about mm-hmm. Thor's arc. And I see the complaint. I agree somewhat. And, like, they did turn him into a joke in Endgame. And that was, like, kind of dumb and not cool. But for the most part, I really do enjoy Thor's arc as a character. Because it's, like, so, like... You just know he's a person that's, like, motivated by never wanting to, like, feel any negative emotion. So he's just constantly running from having to face reality. And you see that in different ways in each movie. But he's always learning that lesson of, like, I have to, like, face, like, the seriousness of the situation. Or I have to be more mature. Or I have to face... um, the sadness or I have to like confront myself about problems that I have. Like that's always his struggle. And I, and I think it makes him a really interesting character. Mm. I think he's an Enneagram seven for anybody mm. who's listening, who likes Enneagram. Um, and I like seeing the start of that in this movie because I, I like Thor's MCU journey, even though love and thunder kind of made it a little flat at the end, but I think at least like if you like keep it in a contained arc, not considering the like Avengers movies or anything, but just from like Thor one to Thor two to Thor three, mm-hmm. like, I like his journey that he goes on, and this is like a robust start. Yeah, that was really deep, Lauren. Yeah, that is that was really deep. Thor's one of my faves. I love yeah, him. I mean, like, because that is that is so true. He comes yeah. from this culture and society where he kind of had no problems yeah you just kind of live forever mm-hmm. everything's good you're protected from any problems no one can get in yeah. you got odin as your dad who has secretly pushed out all obstacles and difficulties from everyone everyone's lives yeah and when he realizes that life is actually pretty messy and problematic and he's got issues. Yeah. There's a lot of him coming to terms with that. I I like it. I I take a lot of his goofiness. You could tell me if this is, if there's a hole in this or, or not, but I kind of take it as the more he gets exposed to humanity, like earth humans, the more he's he's like trying to adapt to us yeah you know like there's that scene where they're trying to uh calm him down in the hospital like the psych ward you know and he's like he's talking to them like he's a king you know like how dare you treat me i am the mighty thor you know Mm -hmm. but as the movies go on he's just more and more like us and less and less like an asgardian yeah. It reminds me, I was talking to a guy recently who said that, uh, I, I was talking to a guy in New Jersey 
And I was asking him just about the differences between Californians like us and Mm -hmm. people in New Jersey. And he said, yeah, actually, uh, in my workplace, we hired a guy from California and he, he didn't last very long because when he came, he tried really hard to fit in and we're very sarcastic out here. And so he would kind of walk around saying stuff like, you know, what are you doing? I'm walking here, you know, and like trying to like be sarcastic. But he's like, but there's like a real delicate thing to our sarcasm where it's clear that we like you, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's, so it's like endearing. But this guy, he said, the dude from California was not endearing at all. It was just rough. And so (laughs) it was like not a match. And I kind of feel like like that's a little bit of what Thor does. Yeah. A lot of times it's like he's trying to connect with Cap. He's trying right. to connect with these humans that he's interacting with. Jane, of course. Mm-hmm. You think that is there something to that? Is that does that For kind sure. of explain him a little? Yeah. And he gets better at it too. And that's another thing I like about him and his contrast, like when he's on the Avengers, like in the team. Like, is he so like removed from like the pettiness of like human drama that he kind of makes a nice buffer in a scenario sometimes Mm. like they don't explore thor and natasha's friendship a lot but i like from what we see and from what i know like and just believe about them like i believe that they had like a great little friendship because like i feel like he would have been one of the only people that now would have been free to like just like be herself around because he's just so like removed from like the pettiness of like tony's drama and steve's drama and you know he wasn't even there for civil war and he's just he's kind of nice like that like he's just he's removed from earth culture in a good way and he finds this balance i think that's a way a lot of people explain like thor getting a lot funnier and the thor movies getting a lot funnier um is that thor is learning earth humor okay so like he's more funny in Ragnarok because he's been around humans and like his sense of humor is better. <laughs> yeah. So, That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like this journey. I wanted to ask you yeah. um, as someone who's very interested in costume design, mm. how did you feel about the costuming, particularly, um, the various Thor outfits, mm-hmm. the Loki fits. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about them? Because when yeah. there was the coronation scene and Thor came rolling in, mm-hmm. I thought, this is fire right yeah. now. This is a great scene. Everybody is to the nines like you would yeah. expect in Asgard. So how yeah. did you feel? She costumed this movie. Like, it, I, I love it. I think it's great. I think... You can, like, I mean, you can always tell when, some, like, things are, like, a little bit dated. Like, you can just see, like, little elements of it that are, like, oh, that's kind of 2011-y or, you know, like, a fantasy mm-hmm. a fantasy setting now wouldn't maybe choose to, like, design this, like, little way or whatever. But, like, the colors, the colors in this movie, like, in the design of it are just so rich. Like... I I specifically wrote down while I was watching the movie, they chose this, like, really, like, deep, satisfying, like, mustard yellow for the cloaks of the, like, 
Asgardian warriors that I just have always loved. It's such a pretty yellow. Like, it's like, it's not gold. It's like mustard yellow. Hmm. And it's just, it's so pretty. It's like so rich. And like the greens that she chooses for Loki are so like deep and ah, just like really beautiful colors, like perfect reds. Like, and then just like with all that gold, I think it's mm-hmm. really, it's like visually yummy. Like you're just like, mm, this is, this is fun for my eyes to watch. Yeah. What yeah. What do you call that again? When you can see like a, a bar or a strip where it kind of shows you all the colors that are represented in that movie, but like in oh, order the movie barcode, a movie barcode. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to see a movie barcode yeah. for this movie. I, yeah. You're, you're so right. Thank you for bringing that up. Cause yeah. it's, you're just kind of, for me, I'm just taking it in. I'm not even thinking right. twice about it, but now that you mention all that, that's a huge part of it. That's like, it feels good rich visual. yeah 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 that's, that's cool and i mean i feel like a good maybe 40 45 percent of this movie takes place in uh where are they albuquerque new mexico yeah yeah so i feel like a lot of the movie takes place on earth so you don't get that all the time but It might be too much to have that all the time. It's almost Mm -hmm. like when you get a break from it and you're just like stuck in the desert, then when we go back to those scenes of like Loki back in Asgard, your eyes are like, ah, yes, back to the, back to Mm. this. Like, it's like a, it's a cool contrast almost. Yeah. It was probably intentional. Like, cause he doesn't land in New York or somewhere like that. He doesn't land, like he lands in the desert, like New Mexico, kind of random place to land. And then totally not, glamorous at all and then that contrast and you're going back and forth between the desert and like this like golden land in the space i mean to be fair to the good people of new mexico just a different kind of beauty yes for sure i've been in new mexico it does have some incredible Mm -hmm. mountain ranges it does have a kind of beauty for sure but you're right like they needed a rural setting, mm-hmm. I think, so mm-hmm. that you know that you could have a whole setup of everybody going out to the hammer. Yeah, like, what this thing can. But if they'd done it in like Yellowstone or mm-hmm. something, you'd be struck by yeah. the colors, the sights, the imagery, and then the contrast would not have been mm-hmm. as strong with Asgard. Yeah, but yeah, to go from a dry and dusty place mm-hmm. to this uh, water everywhere, yeah, dark, waters. deep gold yeah. Yeah. yeah that's 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 a great great point yeah very nice um do you have a favorite character i do yeah you want me to go first go for it so okay to me there's a lot of really good characters in this movie which was really refreshing because yeah. when we did Wasn't incredible Hulk, as, as easy of a pick yeah yeah with Incredible Hulk, it felt like there aren't even very many characters. It's a lot of banner, a lot of Hulk uh, screen time. Uh, so, you know, Heimdall is a great character. Sif is a great character. Um, even, like I said, Odin is kind of cool to me in some ways. Mm-hmm. But, and Thor was super good and honestly i expected jane foster to be way worse than she actually was to me because 
of my wife, who really does not like that character. Or not uh, Portman at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but for me, my number one, Loki. Yeah. Loki. You I love mean, Loki, though. I love Loki. I love the complexity. Yeah. You know, even after watching it, it's just, I mean, that closing scene, the closing credit scene where he's, you know, whispering in Selvig's ear and, you know, mm -hmm. clearly up to no good. Like that kind of makes you feel like, okay, he was bad the whole time. But during the movie, it's hard to know. Is he good? Well, Is he evil? He's just a mix. Yeah. And it's I mean, hard to not feel bad for him. Like, dude, you got so messed over. Mm -hmm. You don't even know who you are because yeah. your Odin dad didn't tell you. Yeah. So, yeah, I I love Loki. I love just how complex he is. You feel for him from the very beginning when he's a little boy and he's like being told that he's not king material basically yeah. by Odin. So, I I love Loki. No, and you're right because he was mind controlled by Thanos. So that's why he's pure evil in Avengers is cuz he's being mind controlled in that movie. Oh, okay. So, like it is a he does end on kind of a good self-sacrificial note. Or self self self-sacrificial is not the word I'm looking for. Like he he ends on a he ends on a like a morally decent-ish note mm -hmm. in this movie. Like he's not he's not just evil the whole time, I don't think. Yeah, I think I I said he's my favorite too. He's just like and it just like Tom Hiddleston is just such a good actor. The, he just he just plays him so well. Like the, Loki's just his character, and he's just so talented. And it's just such a such an interesting character. I mean, Loki's one of the most popular Marvel characters for a reason. Like he's just so interesting and cool. Totally complex enough to have his own show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with multiple episodes. Yep. I I didn't know this, which kind of will probably show you how how a uh, novice i am in my marvel fandom but in prepping for this episode i learned that there is actually video out there of him auditioning for the role of thor yeah and people love it it's just so different yeah it's so That's funny. great that is so great One yeah of my he's, he's just impressive yeah there's like this like article clipping that i saw in like a post one time that's like that was like from like before this movie came out but it was like while they were like advertising it it was like about to come out and it was like no name actors chris hemsworth and tom Hiddleston <laughs> set to star and it was like nobody knew who they, who they were well, like, yeah they like, made them. like i mean that has got to be such a testament to mm -hmm. what who would that be the casting directors the casting team for yeah marvel i mean that's impressive mm -hmm. yeah um what's her name the lady who does all the marvel casting um, shoot sarah sarah what's her name sarah sarah holly finn sarah finn yeah okay she's i mean yeah she's... everything since the beginning of time yeah mm -hmm. and like to me they're so good yeah. in their roles that you want us you want to give her a hundred percent credit and you want to give them a hundred percent credit because it doesn't feel like just like a 
dude, she did you a solid, guys. She put you on the map. Yeah. They put themselves on the map yeah. with those performances. But how does she see that they're going to be so good in those roles? It's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's, yeah. Pretty, pretty great. Because so many other blockbusters, what do they do? They go get the stars, right? Yeah. Let's recast the stars. Mm -hmm. And they just didn't do that with this. No. Or many of the Marvel with films. Anything, yeah. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Always love them for that. What was your... I actually didn't... I forgot to write down an Easter egg this week. I totally forgot about that part. Do you have a... Favorite. Well, how about how about we do this? Because I I forgot to write down and struggled with a worst line. Okay. So you do the worst line, and I'll okay. do my favorite Easter egg. Okay. Um. So, I mean, I've talked about this before. These aren't Easter eggs that, as I'm watching it, I'm right. thinking, "Oh, that." I had to go look <laughs> things up, and so I looked up a bunch of Easter eggs. Mm -hmm. Um. But my favorite one is that um, you know, of course, that Stan Lee is always makes a cameo in mm -hmm. these movies. Mm -hmm. And his cameo in this movie is out at the site where Thor's hammer is. And he's the one driving the truck that has the chain hooked up to it. And his, the whole bed of his truck falls out and he turns around and he's like, did it work? You know, and it's, it's a really good cameo. It's funny. But before that, there's another character who finds the hammer in the first place. He's driving along on his truck on this abandoned road, dirt road out in the middle of nowhere. And that uh, man who acted that scene um, actually uh, in 2007 wrote his own new Thor comic series from which a lot of the art and inspiration of this movie was based. So they put him in there as kind of a nod to his comic series. And I thought that was pretty cool that they gave him some screen time. Nice. That is cool. Yeah. His name is, uh, J Michael Strakzinski. Nice. I'm pretty sure I nailed the last name. Okay. You've been yeah. nailing them so far. So, yeah. Very cool. Um, and my favorite, or my, my favorite <laughs> bad line, I think there were a couple that I keep, I kept, I kept waiting because when I went into this, I was like, it's going to be an Odin sleep line. I know it. Uh, yeah. so I was just waiting. I just like didn't think about it. And then I kept hearing so many bad ones that I was like, oh, wait, what about that one? What about that one? And there was like no like perfect line about Odin's sleep. So the one I have is I love, I love when they're like leaving for Jotunheim in the beginning. And Thor's like, I have no plans to die today. I was yeah. like, wow. <laughs> Pretty ballsy, but okay. I had a hard time knowing if that was a bad line or a good line. I know. Well, Heimdall makes it cool because he goes, none do. And then that made it. Epic. Yeah, but yeah. Like, without Heimdall's part, it's so dorky. <laughs> I think my problem is, I, for me, when I'm watching these movies, it is like full immersion. 
yeah. have a hard time pulling back and mm. like taking notes or assessing things. I really feel like I need to watch it three times to right. get to that point, you know? Yeah. So True. I love it. That's a, that's a great one. That yeah. was pretty dorky. There's a lot of good ones. Uh, but come on, there was some good dialogue in this movie. Yes. Right? Very I epic. mean, the father son scenes with, with both Thor and Loki with True. Odin were just yeah. like, woo. Very epic. And also, I think this movie is like very funny. Like the parts in New Mexico, like Darcy's hilarious. Darcy's like so funny. Yeah. Jane is Darcy, funny. like. Yeah they're just like it's 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 great the part where he like smashes the cup like that is iconic yes. another yeah when he's like when he goes into the pet shop and he's like give me a I'll horse, a horse. They're like we have dogs and he's like give me one of those big enough to ride <laughs> like it's so good there's just so i'm, many I'm glad you brought this up because I know you're trying to bring us home on this episode, but yeah. before I let you go, I really, I need to know kind of what your feelings are about the romance mm. story between Thor and Jane, because it's a big deal, right? I mean, right. he's basically trapped in Asgard at the end of the movie with no way to get to her. He's yeah. asking Heimdall, do you see her? Right. And it's this deep love where the last time he saw her to me, I don't know. It just <laughs> basically feels like he's like close talking. It yeah. doesn't really have like spatial awareness. Yeah. And he's like in it's her face and really doesn't want to kiss her at all. That's not yeah. what he's thinking. And then she just, goes for it and just starts yeah. devouring his face off mm -hmm. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it is this deep deep love that this yeah. man who's lived thousands of years feels yeah. for this mortal i wasn't really getting that vibe i mean i know they had the fire scene outside mm -hmm. the trailer but he's straight up i guess he wasn't drunk because he could hold his own right. way more than selvig could selvig yeah. was blackout drunk yeah. mm -hmm. but I don't know. I just, that to me felt like they should have made the movie 10 minutes longer mm -hmm. or five minutes longer and given us a little bit more than just Jane Foster being like, oh my gosh, he is so hot. Yeah. You see him with his shirt off. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, before he leaves, I'm going to eat his face. Yeah. I feel like the same. But the opposite, I feel like Thor and Jane's relationship is so close to being really great. And then it just falls short because they didn't have the guts to do what I wish they did with it. Which is, I wish that they made it like this, like, very, like, like, almost like one night stand kind of thing. Where it's just, like, so brief. And that just happens to people sometimes. Where she's just like, wow, he was really hot. And that really happened. And then I feel like it would have been so funny in Dark World if they had just been like awkward exes the whole time. And it would have been like kind of like what Love and Thunder did a little bit before they like kind of got back together in that movie. But just like, yeah, we, we just were in like a weird situation, both of us. And then we just kind of like made out because we're both kind of hot people. And like, 
it was just that was what we were doing at the time and like we we're both not in a great place and it was just really funny and like i just think that would have been so funny if that had been what it was because that's what it feels like to me like it's like you're right like they knew each other for like one day yeah. and like it we are we are the both the most beautiful yeah. people in this teeny yeah. little town in new mexico yeah. so like we might as well kiss and like it feels like it ends that way and then you get the like pining thing because that's the yeah. whole plot of dark world is that like thor's off because he hasn't seen jane in so long and jane's off because she hasn't seen thor in so long and it's just like come on oh really God. you got like this was so brief like move on with your lives but i think it would they both swiped crazy. right that's all that happened yeah 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 but yeah they they kind of joke about it a little bit in love and thunder which i think is funny like okay the jabs at their relationship a little bit but yeah okay, I, I have another question though before you start bringing us home i wanted to ask you you know we are reviewing this of course from the vantage point of 2023 right and so we've got the completed thor and jane arc True. we've seen thor love and thunder and i'm curious if your opinion on jane good or bad was um influenced at all like when watching thor one knowing that she's going to become a thor in thor love and thunder and wield the power yeah. of the hammer and all that like was that changed at all like for me it was just kind of cool to know yeah that's where she's going this lady is going in that direction yeah yeah you, she definitely has it had it in her the whole time because jane's so feisty like she's just like yeah. an angry person yeah. like she yeah she's like she has the power of thor already in this movie like she's just she's jane's always down to fight jane's always down to punch somebody and i love that about jane she's just yeah. she's mad <laughs> she's always yeah. pissed off about something yeah she deserves to be so, <laughs> a lot i mean the opening is scene is her like recklessly yeah. careening towards a freaking tornado yeah jane is not the most stable person oh yeah and this is what i love about jane so <laughs> yeah I, I didn't, I honestly, it's been a while since I've seen Love and Thunder. I didn't really even think about that, but you're right. That's, I feel like you can see the, the, per, the, the trajectory that this woman is going to go on. Yeah. If she had been in this movie, somehow a damsel in distress, mm -hmm. it would have felt so weird to have her become a Thor. Right. But she just didn't roll that way. In no. this movie. She's just kind of there. <laughs> she's a little brawler. Yeah. She's necessary. Like he needs her in one way and she needs him in another way. Like, and they both need each other to like complete their missions. Yeah. And then they happen to fall in love, I guess. But I think it was that kiss. She started eating his face and Thor yeah. was like, Oh my gosh, yeah. this is the lady for me. It was like, wait, this is Natalie Portman. Wait, what? Wait. I can't even breathe right now. <laughs> yeah. She's literally taking over my nose and my mouth. Yeah. Never felt like this before. Yeah. 
Okay, thanks for humoring me. I needed yeah. to get into that. No, it's okay. And before we go, also, we didn't talk about soundtrack, and I have to say that I love the score in this movie. So yeah, tell me about it. Okay, I want to hear Patrick Doyle. I love a good Patrick Doyle. Um, I have a couple of these sounds, the songs from this, on a couple of playlists because I really like the soundtrack in this movie. Um, I think I'm Googling it right now to make sure I don't say something wrong, but I think, yeah, he did Brave too. I knew it. So he has this very like epic sound and to his, to his com compositions. Um, and I like his work and I think it's very well suited for this movie. And I just, I like the score. It works. It's very majestic and it's very pretty. Okay. Oh, and he did Cinderella, the live action Cinderella. That has a great score. That and Brave both have great scores. And he did one of the Harry Potter movies. Okay. I knew this. Yes. He did one of my favorite Harry Potter soundtracks as well. So I really like Patrick Doyle. So good composer alert. Awesome. Love it. <laughs> Yep. I, I was thinking about it because I keep saying I need to get into these soundtracks. I need to get into these scores. Mm -hmm. And um, I just realized coming up to this podcast, I got so many, mu so many albums and so much music I want to listen to. I don't think it's ever going to happen for me. So mm -hmm. thanks for giving me the report. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. I'll tell you when there's like a really good one. And then maybe you should listen to that one. Okay, but I mean, you're pretty gratuitous with the good ones. You think so many are good. Nah. Nah? Okay. I've only given a good thumbs up to Captain Marvel at this point, I think. Really? So. Okay. <laughs> that sounds right. I know you've been critical of a couple. The rest are boring. The Iron Man ones, snooze. I like this one. It's not like by far my favorite Marvel score even. This one's just like, okay, I think I just like Patrick Doyle in general. Um, if you were going to listen to a Patrick Doyle score, I'd recommend Cinderella, but that's just me. Okay. Also directed by Kenneth Branagh. Fun fact. That's who directed Thor? Yep. And oh, he wow. played Gilderoy Lockhart in the Harry Potter movies. Okay. Yeah, he does a lot of Shakespeare stuff. So, if you can't tell <laughs> from this movie. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. Anyway, we should we should wrap it up. But this has been Thor. Thanks for listening. Yep. Next episode coming out next month is going to be Avengers, The Avengers. Avengers. So, that's cool. Yeah. Now, does that uh how long does phase one go? When does that wrap up? Do you um, know? I want to say that's the end of phase one. Okay. I'm seeing a little note here yeah. that uh, yeah, the Avengers is the culmination of phase one of the MCU. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That'll be a little accomplishment yeah. for you and me. That's like great. We have done uh, phase one. One out of four. Yeah. 
Phase four is going to take us forever because it's like triple the size of the rest of them. Just but huge. Still. Yeah, just huge. And just as a reminder to all of our listeners, when we get to the shows, uh, Wanda, Thor, or Loki, you know, mm-hmm. et cetera, we're only going to do one episode yeah. of our podcast for the entire show. We're not going to review each episode Excellent. of the show. Yeah. Are we going by season though? I think we have to. Yeah, Yeah, we have to because by then we'll have two seasons of Loki. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's a good plan. Okay, so the Avengers is next. Yeah. This has been fun talking about this one with you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. This was a good one. Yep. All right. Signing off. All right, see you guys. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye.